We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings, everyone. Welcome again to Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt. Um, happy twenty, Happy New Year, Bixie, twenty twenty two. Happy New Year, mate. Good to be here, uh, and uh, it's uh, good to see you spreading your wings with your streaming now, becoming a, a more toxic streamer. <laughs> more toxic, more toxic. No longer do I try and um, be politically correct. No, no longer do I try and find reasons as to why people are making mistakes. I'm just calling it out that they make mistakes. Like um, so much is so much. You can only go on so long uh, putting your head in the sand, and no more, no more. I don't think that's fair. I don't think people make mistakes in WoWs. <laughs> I won't even go into that. Maybe that's for another day. But but for 2022, we're kicking off. We've got a special guest. We have um, Captain Green um, from the clan Bonks, formerly a one of the Pete's clans. Greetings, sir. Hello. How are we doing? I'm good, good, mate. Welcome along. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having now, me. Now, a few a few weeks ago, we had um, Sea Lord Montbatten, and he was from Louisiana. And like in Australia, we say "g'day" or "mate" and a few other things. So, uh, being I believe you're Bostonish, do you have any local way to greet people that is local to your area? Uh to my area, uh, I hang out a lot in Southie, and a lot of the times it's just kind of a "hey you." Stuff like that, just kind of generalizations. It's nothing really personal because usually, if somebody's calling you out in Southie, you've done something wrong or upset somebody. So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Actually, that um, that reminds me. Was it Goodwill Hunting? Those boys were uh, like Matt Damon and and um, and Ben Affleck were meant to be from Southie in Boston. Is that? Am I remembering that right? I do believe so. Yes, another good person. Um, if you want to get a good kind of Boston nomenclature, is uh, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and you know, they formerly so, of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or whatever group. So, he is and, are they locals or are they just uh, are they putting it on? Oh no, Ma Mark's Mark's from around here. I think he's from Dorchester. He, he's from one of the the Jesus Christ. I'm gonna have to Google it now, but he he's definitely from around there. Uh, ben Affleck, I don't believe so. And the other gentleman doesn't ring a bell, so he, he probably had to toss it on. Oh, well, always good to learn about different parts of um, wherever people are from. Um, and this one's completely random. What is your local area, Boston, known for best food-wise? Um, so uh, my town is... The, the town motto is a small little drinking town with a fishing problem. So I don't think I can put alcohol up there as the top of the food, but that is the most consumed thing in my town. Um, we pull a lot of lobster and, and fishing out of the ocean. I'm, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of fishing out of Boston and, and especially down here in the Bay and uh, Cape Cod and stuff. So a lot of, a lot of seafood stuff, you know, we're not known for our burgers, but lobster rolls, Stuff like that. Clams. Oh, my God. Clams go like nuts here. <laughs> and last, the very last one before I start the Wales questions. In Australia, we have um, bakeries, and they produce this thing called a Boston bun, which is just like a, a soft loaf with custard and then um, icing with um, coconut on top. Do you guys actually make that there? We have, we have something called uh, Boston cream pies from Duncan's, which is just a stuffed 
donut with cream usually uh then some chocolate glazing and stuff on the top not the same and not the same very no. disappointed that the boston buns aren't from boston you've been sold a lie i was just gonna say you guys are using our name for clout what the hell <laughs> well there's probably a boston somewhere in the uk is aren't most original names in the u.s named after for some lovely reason after the places in um england oh yeah everybody got off the boat they're like dude we hate england we left oh by the way we're gonna give all these places english names look i miss york we're in new york <laughs> uss worcester anyone <laughs> oh you're gonna mm, that's that's contentious because worcester worcester is a city in in massachusetts where i'm from and when that ship came out Everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, you're watching all the reviews and everything. People are like, oh, it's the USS Worcestershire. And I'm just like, geez, it's Worcester. It's Worcester. It's not hard. It's a city. And then I have to remember that not everybody's fortunate enough to be from Massachusetts and know all our weird names. Well, anyway, that's a pretty, pretty good introduction to some of those words so what, what's your history with gaming what what started you off in playing games or pc games pc game uh yeah i was gonna say i started off initially playing a lot of xbox games uh first game i played was halo reach uh and then i did a whole bunch of minecraft and stuff like that but in terms oh, my of sympathies PC, why but in, in, in terms of PC, my first PC game was Return to Castle Wolfenstein and the old Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, those were the two things I played the absolute crap out of. They, they were on you know the, the family computer back in the day. And then after that, I, the, the computer just got old and I wasn't able to play those games. And so I, I started diving into... Uh, a lot of historical books and stuff. I, I read voraciously. Uh, and then that caused me to get interested in tanks and armored warfare, which then led to World of Tanks. Yep. Uh, which then the family PC died again. Uh, which then when I finally got a laptop, uh, World of Tanks again, and then eventually WoWs. Oh, uh, fair enough. Since, yeah, since I've gotten a good PC, though, I've, it's branched out. I'm all over the place now, but... I, I actually did start with those two games. Did you start out streaming tanks? Oh God, no! I was I I don't think my PC could run OBS or any streaming software and tanks at the same time. That this was back like I was in the alpha for tanks, so this was really far back in the day. I was also like maybe around ten at the time. <laughs> like I was, <laughs> I was young. Right. Sometimes I, I forget that not everyone's as ancient as I am. I'm, I'm I'm 23 years young, so don't yeah. I'm not not that old, but um, yeah. I, I had but he's a, he's account. already addicted to Tim Tams. Oh dude! Oh my Jesus! That was the happiest day of my life when that showed up. Wait, you get <sighs> Tim Tams? Uh, Griefer sent me Tim Tams. <laughs> Very good. My mom said she's like, "What the fuck are you doing ordering cookies online? We have a grocery store <laughs> here." And I didn't want to be like, well, my, my Australian friend decided to send me cookies through the mail because uh, I have an Irish Catholic mum, and that just sounds weird to them. I just said that it were specialty cookies that a friend sent me. And that was sufficient. Have you been educated on the Tim Tam Slam? Yes. 
I so I was educated on it, but unfortunately, I had killed like three boxes before I was educated. So I, I wasn't able to fully enjoy it. I I, I think I got a, a, a packet of, of five trays, five different trays. I got like a chocolate covered one, a chocolate one. Some, I don't know. I, I they go too quickly. They go too quickly. Yeah, they do. Because I'd be sitting here like playing Wouse, and then it's just, oh, well, the tray's gone fat ass. Nice job. And I'm just like, oh. Well, it's oh. good to know our, uh, our culture extends to, to your shores, too. Oh, yeah. Worldwide. Gotta love the web. You do. You do. So you've been playing Wows for a little while. What would be your favorite moment in World of Warships? Oof. Um. Huh. I don't. I honestly would have to say, uh, Blepcots. Um, we, because we Blep uh, put together a team. The the second clan I was in, or third clan I was in, and we just showed up to Quats qualify uh, to Quats qualifiers, and everybody's like, "Who the hell are you guys?" We're like, oh, we're Blep. Don't you know of us? And they're like, "No." So, you know, we, we went through and we played, but we ended up getting to like top 14 or, or, or you know, top 20 or something at A. And it, it was it was really a, a wonderful experience to kind of get there and have a lot of people recognize us and, and get our name on the map. That was awesome. Um, it also was a wonderful morale boost for everybody in the clan at the time. So, yeah, I, I remember I remember when you guys played COTS and it... Um, you, you sort of, we, we didn't realize your history, where you come from and chit-chatting with you. And then you even made Typhoon for clan battles that season. So it was, it was pretty good to see a new group on the bunch already making an impact. Yeah. We, um, we all, the, the Blep crowd originally came from, uh, PNG, uh, all, all of the, the iChase family of clans. Um, I Chase did something that a lot of us didn't agree with and handled something in a, in a way that, again, not a lot of us agreed with. I don't know if you guys want to do drama or do anything, but we essentially had a falling out and a lot of people left. Uh, we all went and we formed BLEP. And because I had been running a lot of the trainings and doing a lot of the administrative work in PN, uh, PNG, uh, I got a slotted into an officer position and then one by one, a lot of the people, you know, drifted off either real life or they just stopped out. playing the game. They didn't enjoy it. And, and so when did, um, and, and like, it took me a while to actually uh, realize that peds became bonks. Mm. And uh, I've always wondered this. I've never really got an answer, but I just assumed it's bonks because that's the noise it makes when it hits your ship. Yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny. I've only been a member of the community for about a year. Uh, I don't really know the history there. What? I, you, you, you don't know a group that you joined in their history? I don't know every nook and cranny. No, I just joined. It was Bonks. I was like, okay, it's Bonks. It was <laughs> Peds. Cool. Fair so, enough. Yeah. You brought up a question um, before from Blep and um, your previous groups before that. Um, player burnout. Do you think um, there is a lot of player burnout at these mid to high-ish levels of players that sort of like competitive, like randoms? But there are so many good games out there in the world. Like, 
they get to a certain skill point and uh, they, they get a bad match or two and they, they go just F this, I don't want to play the game anymore. There, there's definitely a lot of burnout and I, it's a problem that's been going on for a very long time and uh, we've been feeling the ramifications of this the whole way. It's also not just at you know mid to high levels of play. Uh, there, there's a lot of people who just don't like the direction that the game is taking. They don't like something that's implemented. And then they're just like, exactly what you said, screw this, I'm done. I can go play other games. Uh, yeah. So it's really been a whole bunch of people stepping away. That sounds like a good segue into our next segment, but I'm, that's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because I know Griefer had one <laughs> question he wanted to ask you. Yes, and uh, look, I, I, I have done this once or twice in the most recent weeks, but um, have you ever forgotten a captain or a module on a boat before hitting a random game or clan battles? Now, let me, let me preface this in... In the last two weeks, I have forgotten clan battles in two sessions to put a captain on a boat. So I am guilty of this as well. So uh, if any of you here happen to watch Griefer's stream, uh, I, I tend to try and frequent his Friday stream because it's at, you know, a livable hour my time. He, he starts at around 8 or 9 uh, US. So I, I can be there. Uh, when I first started watching Griefer, it was actually... I was working overnights at the time, so it didn't really matter when he started streaming because I could watch it. But um, yeah, I was on his stream yesterday, uh, Friday night, my time, and I got into a Hayate, and I did not have a captain, and I had some modules. And <laughs> it was not a good game because I don't play Destroyers, but I got it out of Christmas crates. So... At least no, you got your certificate for it. That's all that mattered. Exactly. I got I got my star. I got my, my gift crate certificate, whatever. I, I, I'm fine. I'll chalk that up as a win. Yep, yep. Now, um, just before the new year um, kicked in, last dev blog, um, Wargaming put out the submarine results. Now, if, if you have had a read of dev blog 261, there, there is a lot of information in there, a lot of thought process as well it is it is a lot to consume um in essence though for i think the majority of the player base i think um they'll be happy to hear that submarines are being removed from the random game mode for two patches um me personally i i will not miss them um sometimes you get good submarine players but more often than not um i ignore them because they have no impact um unless Unless they're frustratingly good at killing you, but yeah, I, I, I'm just glad they're going for a little bit. But it's interesting to see um, the information. Did either of you have a read of that dev blog? Uh, I did. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. Well, I'd um, I'd had a look at uh, a little bit over it. I'd sort of hope to see more about the spotting mechanics with aircraft that they were. They're obviously working on at the moment, but um, look, who's not happy to see submarines out of the game for two months? Honestly, no, I, uh, I agree. I've I've done a little bit of a once over here. Um, a lot of it's very interesting, and a lot of it is. Uh, I th I, I kind of think that a lot of it is just a lot. Uh, another case of wargaming looking directly at the numbers and not really at more. At, at, at analytics on a more person 
personal level, if that makes sense. Because uh, I know there's a lot of people who don't enjoy the interactions between surface ships and submarines or submarines and submarines. And Well, considering uh, that the submarine's best deterrent was a battleship, that, that is really historically accurate. I was just going to say, don't you remember? That's historical. That's historical. <laughs> but no, I, I had a, a friend it's just, who... It's hysterical, but... <laughs> I uh, I had a friend who came back to the game after a year, uh, roughly two weeks ago. And his first game, he he was just playing his Kerr first. You know, he's like, oh, I'll play this. I I I like my Kerr first back then. I'll I'll play it now. See how it is. Uh, first game, a U two five zero one pushes them all the way up to the top of the map, and he was like, all right, bye, because <laughs> the he was just chasing after him, launching torpedoes, and. Personally, I think that subs bring a lot of it, it. It you guys have been mentioning a lot recently on the podcast that it takes away a slot for surface ships. Yes, and I I, th I very much agree with that. And I also think that a lot of the times it takes a ship out of the fight, either by just shotgunning it at point blank range with torpedoes or by forcing the ship to maybe maneuver or dodge or do something to get out of the way or get out of range or, or, or try to mitigate the, the fist of torpedoes coming at them. So I, I, I really don't like that. So you mean like a CV does? Oh, you know, there's actually a, a CV has recently been added, the Nakamov. I've never talked oh, about that CV before. Was that a was that something I wasn't supposed to bring up? Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we don't say the N word on this podcast. You say it three times, and it may strike you down in your next random game. Yeah, I had a, I, I had, I was farming Marlboro missions, and I just needed bad. Uh, damage done in my battleship and four games in a row the nakamov just decided at the beginning of the game uh captain green you are not allowed to live you you were the food you. for its pr yes. boost <laughs> uh, look and like I, submarines frustrate me um on my stream the other day i had a game where i was doing um tier 10 so played ohio and i was i was absolutely killing it. i was well over 100k having fun a submarine pinged me and I held my DCP. First two torps came to vision. I hit DCP. I was going through and around an island. I get pinged again. Mm. This is and so my DCP is on cooldown in Ohio. I get pinged twice. Then I have six freaking torpedoes hit me because the guy I must play the sub outplayed me. He he pinged me twice. He got two torps. I DCP. Then he put his full salvo when my DCP was down. So I I had to eat the floods. Um, I copped the fire. And then again, I got double pinged like within 30 seconds and he fired more torps. He must have turned around. I forgot which sub it was. Four more torps. I'm like, my DCP is not even available and I've done the right thing of using it to break the lock. He's not spotted. I had no one to spot him and he, he just absolutely wrecked me. He sunk me. And what counterplay do I have? Um, I've used my one thing that I can break his lock and yet he has pinged me within 10 seconds or 15 seconds and he's absolutely wrecked me the 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 two things that i think are going to be the most interesting to see how they're adequately balanced i think is going to be the uh, the ping and other ships other than battleships uh interactions with destroyers 
you know, um, because there, there's been times and even times in battleships where I toss out my, you know, my, my depth charge planes and it's like, oh, yep. yes, two hits, one flood, 500 damage. And I'm just like, okay, all right, I'll try again in a minute. Just try to try not to move or, you know, get spotted, uh, you know, remain spotted friend. And then I'll deal with you. Yep. So that, that's kind of infuriating on that aspect. And yeah, the, the, the ping, although I see it as another kind of dot, like a fire, you know, where it's something that sticks and it's something you got to worry about and, and, and balance. Uh, it's, I, I very much don't like the fact that it, they could just, you know, shotgun you with pings. Uh, yeah they can and they can fire their torps accordingly to based upon when you dcp those pings Mm -hmm. i think what troubles me most about them is the is the as we've said the counter to them the most effective counter is air launch depth charges which just doesn't make much sense from a historical perspective i was playing a uh, and obviously until this dev blog we didn't have the data on you know what the subs were doing and their effectiveness in game so we, we can really only base our experiences on on our, you know, on our personal experiences in game. But I had a, a Grozovoy game where I was sitting above a stationary submarine, stationary in my Grozovoy. It took me three salvos, 19 depth charge hits to kill this submarine. But sitting on top of it, like these were, I mean, as close to being Citadel hits as they possibly could be, I guess, with the submarine. And uh, and I thought 19 was just excessive to kill a submarine. For a, D, for a DD, this is a specialised ship. I, I mean, they've got to do something to balance that, surely. And I'm sure if the submarine fired torpedoes at you, it would only take one or two torps to kill you. Uh, yeah, maybe more than that. I know I've, because I have played the, I have been devil's advocate and played a few sub games. And uh, I think Shimakazi using the German tier 10 probably took me three torps. Yep. Um, but yeah, a lot more effective than depth charges, clearly. Uh, it just doesn't seem like an effective counter. But you, you raise that now that um, DD interaction, sometimes depending on the um, depth charge, each of them have different damage characteristics per boat. But um, they brought out changes to ASW. So it, it sounded like a buff when it was released in the information, like there's going to be increased um, damage from the flights uh, for the vessel um, aircraft depth charges. There's going to be increased damage. There's going to be a smaller zone area. And you go, okay, that's a good offset. Um, but then it's going to reduce the number of flights. And so if you've got two now, you're going to have one, I presume. Or is it only still two consumables, but only one plane each? So, and submarines as well get a hit point buff. Yeah, that, when I saw that, I had some choice words. Uh, choice words popped up into my head. I don't... Yeah. I mean, like, I, I can see it. Submarines get absolutely gassed if they were on the surface. Um, if if there's anything like a DD or, you know, I've, I've one-tapped a, a submarine in my Conqueror or something. Yep. You know, you, you have something with a high volume of shells. It, it will just put that sub down. But the problem is, you know, you, you got to wait until the sub's on the surface. And a lot of people have gotten very good at remaining undetected while they're recharging their batteries yeah pl players some players underwater. some players are getting really good at submarines like um there's going to be a few bad ones but some are getting good they know their engagement ranges they sit on the surface they don't drain their batteries and they fire off their torps and um pings so you're getting intelligent yes. players that are getting a lot better at the class 
I, I actually get a bit worked up about the uh, the magic airplanes just falling out of nowhere too. I mean, that's bugged me since the since the Dutch cruisers came along. Um, and as much as I don't really mind the Dutch airstrike, I don't think it's that powerful if you're if you're actually mobile. But um, I just I just hate the fact that these things just spawn out of fucking thin air. It doesn't make any <laughs> bloody sense. Yeah, it's it's like they're hovering over the battlefield at a certain height, and suddenly they, they come down and strike. Like I can understand um, if the Dutch cruisers or something that um, it, it takes a while to maybe get there and so forth. But yeah, it, it seems too instant. I mean, it, it's it's on command, and something that I, I like to stress is that WoWs is not a simulator. That is uh, they're, true. They're gonna they're gonna take a lot of liberties when it comes to it. Uh, as somebody who's really big into uh, naval history and shipbuilding, a lot of ships in these games uh, liberties have been taken, and it's gonna be the same thing when it comes to airstrikes and and all that stuff. I'll, I'm gonna skip just. A, I got a few questions, and um, I'm just gonna skip ahead. Just to counterplay in general, like um, for some classes, like you think of um, any class against a CV, you either have AA or, please forgive me saying this, you can use your maneuverability. I'm not going to say just dodge. You can use your speed and maneuverability to mitigate damage from CVs. Um, you may not be able to shoot down planes, but you can mitigate them. And there, there are vessels in this game that have absolutely zero counterplay to submarines. CVs. Now, if the sub's underneath, what's a CV to do? It shows its big, bat boot, big fat booty and it goes, strike me, please. Dutch cruisers have no counterplay. Um, some, some premiums and other boats, like the Leone, the T6 Italian DD, has absolutely no counterplay. So... It's got no depth charges, and that's what I mean by counterplay. So, what's it meant to do? Wait for the sub to make a mistake, come to the surface, shoot them? Like, yeah. it, everything I think should have an ability to strike at a submarine. I have I, seen I, a submarine die to a Dutch airstrike, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's got no ability to strike a submarine beneath Not the surface. Not when it's underwater, no. No. <laughs> No, I, I very much agree that if you're going to put a class into the game, uh, it should interact in some... It, it Everything should be able to interact with it in some capacity. Yep. I, I, I very much agree there. Because, again, you have a player in any of those ships you just mentioned. Uh, the Dutch Cruiser, the Leon, anything like that, sub pops up. Uh, okay, I'm dead. Or, like I'm, okay, I'm in a Dutch just... cruiser. I've I've got hydro. Oh look, I'm spotting him. He's not he's not dive deep. What can I do? I'll twiddle my thumbs and throw cigarettes overboard at him. Yell obscenities from my bridge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of um, diving now, deep diving has no no impact upon the submarine and its moving gear. So it dives deep. So hydro can't pick it up. So if I'm a submarine, I'm detected by hydro and so forth, unless there's an enemy sub that spots them, but literally then I can dive deep and move at full speed at that depth, and I'm, I'm immune to counterplay. Um, me, personally, I think if a submarine dives deep, there should be some negative counterplay either. Its batteries are consumed twice as fast, 
or it moves at a third of the speed. What do you guys think? Should there be a penalty for a submarine to go so deep that they can Yes, they can't see anything on the surface, but if they're in a division, like if I'm in a division with Bexy and Greeny, I'm in a sub, I've dived deep. Oh, where are the DDs? And you'll tell me Delta 3, so I can move around, you know. Um, it's in a div. They're going to be really broken if that deep dive has no penalties. Uh, well, um, I, 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 sorry to interrupt. Uh, I I have a real problem with it, especially, and you're talking before about historical accuracy. I mean, that's obviously very inaccurate. The subs of World War II were much slower submerged than they were on the surface. I mean, they were basically boats. You know, they were that's what their hulls were. So, um, so yeah, that that is a problem. And yeah, I think that'd be a big solution, a, a really good solution, because playing a sub, if you get detected when you're underwater. You know there's airstrikes coming. They're really quite easy to avoid because people tend to drop them right on top of you. So all you got to do is make a left or right turn, and by the time those things drop, you're out of range um, because you're fast. But if you're if you're not fast, then suddenly maybe that's uh, that's effective. Yeah, I mean, there's again, I'm I'm gonna lean on historical stuff because I'm a fat nerd, but um, there are there's some credence to being harder to detect the further you're down. I'm trying to remember the name of it. There's something called like a, a salt layer or, or something that ends up reflecting a lot of uh, sound waves that makes hydro and sonar a lot more easier to, to, to spoof. Yeah. But I, I that very would be much... be the uh, thermoclone. That, thank you. It's it's 12.30 where I am. I'm surprised I'm awake. Um, But uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff like that that I know interacts with sonar. So maybe... I mean, but you're not going down deep enough to interact with that. But there, there, there could be some interesting stuff like that in there in terms of explaining why you just can't see it when it's all the way down. But I, I also think very much so that uh, double the consumption or, or, or something along those lines is, is a good step to take yep. because the second, you know, it's kind of like a get out of jail free card. Um, oh, I, I'm spotted. Oh, okay. Down I go. I'll go down to max depth. I'll leave. I'll come back up. I'll recharge. Yep. Um, I, I think that that would be very good. That's something I've I've thought up as as well. But I I don't know the first thing about game balance. So, <laughs> um, and where to for both of you? Where to for submarines from here? Look, looking at what the data is put out by Wargaming, saying they're not really popular at tier six or eight. They're about as popular as um, CVs at ten. But their damage and their spotting is down for the class. Is that just players or? Is the class really weak? I can't see them being removed from the game ever. There's been a lot of investment into this, so they're here to stay. So where do you think we should go from here? At the risk of sounding like an elitist, I have a rule. Uh, I have also a problem with the fact that they give them to pretty much anyone. Um, and this and this is something that sort of carries over to, to the super ships as well. Um, it, there's a lot of people that have probably got no business playing in Tier 10 submarines using them probably haven't got another tier 10 ship in their dock um and so that's going to skew stats um and oh look i don't know how badly it's skewing stats but i suspect it's having a fairly big impact if i was just playing the game and i got gifted a tier 10 sub and i the highest i had was a farragut at this point i'd be playing it yep i i think that that's actually a very 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 good point there bex uh i don't know if either of you uh, play war thunder or have any interaction with War Thunder, but something that no, they no. like to do is 
is they'll have um, events. They'll have grinding events where you can get uh, vehicles. There's usually one that's a lower tier, and then there's one that's a higher tier. And anybody can get these vehicles, uh, be it they grind the event or they uh, just wail for it and buy it. And there's actually a lot of instances of um, War Thunder having an event that has a, a top tier vehicle, an 11.0 jet, for instance, a you know, like a, a MiG-23 like they just did. And um, it, it really ruins the experience at the VR that the vehicle's at because there's a whole bunch of people playing at that VR who do not know how to play at the VR. And they, you know, it's exactly like what you just said. Any, you could make a War Thunder account right now, Bex, if you don't already have one, and just go and buy your way to top tier with that with the plane that they're giving away in the event. It wouldn't, make, it wouldn't make any difference. I'd still be terrible at it. Oh, no. You, you and me both, friend. I'm not saying that it's a you know, pay your way to victory. But what I'm saying is, is it's exactly like what you said. You're giving access to vehicles to people that shouldn't really have the access to the vehicles or don't know how to play the vehicles. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the, the whole base XP and, and the trial thing is, I think that's good, you know, because it, it, it gives everybody a chance to get it. But... I think, you know, it should be, you know, you get this much base XP in a tier six and it gives you the tier six and so on and so forth. Kind of keep the, the the players in the BRs that they played at to get the sub. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for that. All righty. Now, mo moving on from submarines, we, we come back to another class of vessels, super ships. Now, these... Um, available in ranked you can obtain them in you earn 800 base xp in a ranked game um and i actually like how they've implemented this you need four tokens then to have an rng role to see if you get a rental ship so you can get some coal we get rental ships then you get the super ships for two days in ranked um if you if you haven't seen um the super ships you've got ships like the amigiri which is a torpedo way the condor the Indianapolis. i won't go through all of them um what do you guys think about the way they've implemented um super ships for ranked and i won't even go how tired i am of rank being a, a test bed for new mechanics uh look honestly i feel like i'm being super negative this podcast because my experience because I generally only play bronze rank long enough to get my steel and doubloons, and then I just get the fuck out. Unless I have some crazy win streak, which gets me all the way into you know contention for silver league, I really stop when I get the steel and doubloons. I can there, yep. because and and because it's just a you know it's a hive of stupidity and <laughs> w, w pressing, and it, and it just kills you. And then if if you if you have matchmaking monitor running, and you see one of the like a Hanover in game. It, it like it kills you in the soul, like right deep down when you see the guy's got 39 total battles in game and you just know that guy's going to be the first to go. And so that's 126,000 hit points off your team for no loss. It, it I, I can't stand it. And the fact that they're going to be coming to randoms next patch, uh, just, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. <laughs> Do I feel like I'm wet? Sorry, I don't mean to crap on about this shit, but it's really, it's worn me out. Ranked has just been killing me. Yeah, ranked has become, I, I play ranked now in bronze or silver. I don't even bother with gold. I used to like getting the gold tokens when it first came out, but being a constant test bed for 
modules or mechanics. Um, it, it's not what ranked is designed to do, in my opinion. Rank, ranked meant ranked is not competitive. Ranked is just random with better rewards. It, it's you versus thirteen other vessels. But dropping in crappy mechanics into a, a, a game mode that I actually enjoy playing because I like getting the rewards and I like beating thirteen other people, my team included. Um, but yeah, it, it's taken the fun out of it when you've got to deal with dodgy mechanics and then people who may not be aware of those mechanics on your team and absolutely just throwing games away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really play ranked all that much. Um, when I do, I, I just get out of bronze and then partway through uh, silver. silver. But I, I, I don't really find ranked enjoyable. Uh, I, I again, like you said, it's become very much a test bed, which has pushed me further away. Uh, but the other thing that I I don't like about it is, is well, exactly like what you said, it's you versus your your team and the other team. Um, yeah. The main reason I still play this game, and something I I, I don't think I brought up when I was talking about the the whole blep and 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 then Bong Z. Uh, is the one thing really holding me into this game is the people I play it with. Um, I there, There's a lot of things in this game that uh, I don't really enjoy. There's a lot of negativity uh, when you go and you know on the forums, and, and there, there, there's a lot all over the place. And the one thing that really keeps me here is AI. I love naval naval history and, and, and naval warfare, so you know, cool cool ship models are nice. But no, um, the, the, it, the models are fantastic. I'll never it, say otherwise. It's really the people I play it with. So I, I don't. I mean, super ships are coming to ranked, cool, or uh, to randoms rather, cool. I don't care. It's it's another BB to farm and some more <laughs> ships to farm. I, but I, but the, the the BBs are far, farming. The, the Satsuma, the Hanover, for me, they don't do anything. They're just bigger hit point pools, and the Nakamoles yeah. are going to enjoy them. Um, now, for me, I've really seen the Soviet the destroy the Zorki in ranked. But I, I actually think the, the winners for me that I see a lot of, and I've, I've also played with, and in competent players' hands they do well, are the Yamagiri, the Conde, and the and the Annapolis. Hopefully I've pronounced that right. It's just Annapolis. Annapolis. It's just Annapolis. <laughs> he knows. He's not even from me. Ah, Jesus. Jesus. The Jesus. Conde. Uh, my one interaction with the Conde is one-shotting one with my Ohio. That That's it. Um, somebody who didn't wasn't versed in their ship left their ass ha hanging out from behind an island and i clicked on it and i killed it <laughs> uh yamagiri i've never seen one and the annapolis is well it's interesting to me because i i've actually been fortunate enough to be on the only des moines class cruiser left in existence the uss salem which is right up the street from me so i'm very partial and and i i the, the dms hold a very special place in my heart and this just is a big dm but um it just kind of plays like a like like a DM. You've you've still got twenty seven yeah. bow and aft. Uh, you just have another turret to just vomit he on somebody. Or AP uh, that's stupidly shown you oh, on yeah. broadside. Oh yeah, that's I've yeah I've the, the AP is can be very very nice to use. <laughs> like. Just to be a little bit more positive, do you think um, with these boats that they could potentially be a, a tier 11? And if there was a tier 11, 
and um, these then became came to clan battles or some other competitive format um, king of the sea or supremacy do you think there would be a lot more uptake or or um, desire to see these vessels and use them i'd definitely prefer it that way um at least that way they're not being gifted to people that are, you know their uh, most competitive wows experience has been in a clemson um you'd actually have to grind for it if it was a tier 11 wouldn't you yep Hey man, leave, leave those eleven thousand Clemson gamers alone. All right, those are. Hey, I the, love running into those people. The clubs, <laughs> the Clemson is a beautiful. Team. I used to love the Clemson. I, I don't play a tier four very often, and um, I haven't taken my Clemson out for a year. But in the early days of Wales, that was such a fun boat to t- seal club people at tier four with. They're, I'm. I may or may not have a twenty-one point captain in a Clemson. <laughs> a wise man. <laughs> brave man to admit that and a brave man to grind it out that's all i'm gonna say do you remember but, the, uh, uh, i'm gonna digress quickly do you remember they gave that t3 soviet cruiser the Varyag with um 152 millimeters yes um back before the captain rework i used to drop my donskoy captain 19 point captain with ifhe on the back of tier three when i had <laughs> um, mates coming to play and they needed someone down at tier three that thing was absolutely abusive or the bogatier no, it was the Varyag, but your Bogatir was the same thing, 152. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's it's the same thing. You put a high-tier captain into it, it just melts everything. But um, yes. I, I actually ran into a, a very interesting Destroyer player uh, a few weeks ago who uh, actually... Do you know off the top of your guys' head how many battles you guys have on your accounts? About 20k. Uh, about okay. 11, 11 and a half, I think, from me. Okay, this man had 12,000 um, games in the, what's it called, the, the, the Japanese Tier 9 torpedo boat. The Yugumo. Yugumo. Yes, he had 12,000 Yugumo games. Oh, I, hope, I hope he enjoys that boat. It is a good boat, in all I, honesty. Torp Reload, it's a fun boat. He did, yeah. Um, I mean, he got ran down by a cob, but two minutes into the game, but... Yeah, it was. There, there's a lot of going back to what you said about people finding ships they enjoy. There's, there's definitely a lot of people who just get to one ship and they're like, "All right, this is it. This is what I'm going to play until the server shut down." Well, that that, so. that is true. Like for me, I love the Fiji at seven, but then I'm really impartial to things like Shikishima and Smellon. That there are a lot of T10s I really enjoy at the moment. So, if you find your boats at your niches, especially at tiers eight, nine, ten, that you can play a lot of, and it's good oh, just to play yeah. them. There's, like, for me, um, I love playing the Cobb. I'm not good in it. I love playing the Cobb. It's just a fun boat for me. I also have the, um, uh, the you know, stuff like the Ohio. There's definitely a lot of boats that you can sink a lot of time into and, and enjoy all your time in it. Yep. Uh, which is very nice. Now, in the past fortnight, I, I don't know if either of you gentlemen have noticed or the last week, I, I don't really recall exactly when it came in, but the Armoury had an update. Did you notice in the Armoury that we have Talon packages available for doubloon amounts? For 25,000 doubloons, that would give you a tier 8 tech tree boat, the perma camo, and some other goodies. And then you could get... Um, or you could get a cheaper one. I think it was nine thousand dubs. 
um, or 8,000, you could get the um, the Talon and then the, the other tier 10 camo. And th these aren't the standard camos. These were the, um, when they rolled out the two yeah, or three the... patch rolling event, the, the horrible orange and white camos. First so, question, value for money, putting in doubloons, real money for tech tree ships and camos. I can't laugh very hard because it's 1 a.m. and my parents are unfortunately sleeping because they have to work tomorrow. But uh, I'm laughing so much about this. Uh, I don't think that in any way, shape, or form is 25,250 doubloons. That, that's what? $100 worth of dubs? Hundred like it, it it's a significant amount of money. I don't think that you can bundle a the talon and then two perma camos and with that. I, I don't it's not I don't like the precedent that this sets. And I, yeah, I don't I, I don't like, like that the, either. Look, it, it might I, be good it might be good for people that are collectors that didn't get these camos through the event and they want the yeah. camos. And it might be good for those I, that I'm totally fine with the camos coming back because I've been a massive, massive sucker for a lot of the permanent camos that they roll out when they get a line, like the uh, the Vladivostok and the Lenin camos, uh, the the white one with the you know all the gold and, yeah, and the, and the, the banners and everything. I love those camos because they're just so gaudy and over the top. I, I have them on every ship in the line that that can mount them. I love them. So I, I definitely agree with the camos going on sale because camos is something that, you know, you opt into. It's not needed. You're, the game throws enough camos at you anyway. You know, yep. you don't have to go naked. Um, I'm totally fine with that. I don't like the fact that for triple, essentially, the dubs, oh, we'll also give you a tier eight line cruiser. No. I, I no. Yeah, it's, um, I, I don't I don't actually have a real problem with it. I'm a dirty capitalist, and, and obviously Wargaming are really good at being dirty capitalists themselves. Uh, whatever makes it free to play for everyone else, I guess, you know? Um, yeah, that's true. And and uh, what strikes me, though, is the Talon's a pretty ordinary ship. Like, I'd, I'd be pretty annoyed if I spent that money not really knowing what that ship was before I got it. <laughs> and then well, took it. Uh, it's, it's not inspiring. When it, when it actually dropped and someone mentioned it, because I'd been wondering why I'd seen like four or five talons in my game straight away, and then it's like, oh, look at the armory, and it was there. I was like, have people actually spent money on this? And it'd be worse if they actually thought it was a premium boat. Like, reader, beware, because the information's there. But, um, yeah, you wonder how many people actually took took up this, value, um, this offer. Well, it just, I mean, it strikes me, there is a tier eight premium heavy cruiser in the Russian line. It sort of strikes me as odd they wouldn't use that instead. The bag Russian or the, yeah. I can't remember if that's the Pyot eight or Pyot the Ochoa. No, I think it's Pyotr Bag Russian. I reckon that's yeah, the, the one. P the P-Bag, the P Peter Bagration. The P-Bag. <laughs> yeah, P-Bag, yeah. You, you think, yes, if you if you put that in for the 25K plus the camos for, say, the Talon, the Riga, and the um, the Petre, that, that would be worth the 25K. That, that would be a good bundle. Upon upon inspecting uh, the bundle here, just, just so people don't get upset, I do know that it comes with a... I, I'm looking at the bundle right now. It comes with a... Commander with a whopping ten skill points, seven thousand or seven million credits, and eighty-five thousand free XP. 
Uh, no, it still doesn't make it. Yeah, like, there's other stuff from the bundle, but I, I still don't. I, think I would it's... say play three battles of clan battles with a good camo and all your special flags, and you you'll get eighty five thousand free XP and three wins. Click purchase, I dare you. <laughs> Me? No, no, I'm a student now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm studying something. No, 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 no. I... Hey, do it on your next stream. Do it on your no. next stream. No. But, I'll just. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say um, that that leads me into where I think this should have potentially gone with camos auction house. We see the auction house intermittently every three months or so. Um, there's not there's no set time frame from it from memory. Um, now after the initial furor for the coal, because no one was aware that the winners were being drawn from all servers for this. Most players seem pretty chill with the auction house. Um, I won't go into the camos for the auction house yet, but what, what do you both think of the auction house? Good, bad, indifferent? I don't think it's a terrible idea because I, I think that it, what's going to happen with it in World of Warships is the same thing that happened with it in World of Tanks. Uh, the people that are going to go, you know, ape shit on it and throw a whole bunch of resources at it are the players with a metric crap load of resources laying around. And I know that there's a lot of uh, players in this game that have a metric crap load of resources laying around, be that free XP, be that credits, coal, yep. steel, whatever. I know that there's a lot of people who aren't, you know, struggling steel ship to steel ship or coal ship to coal ship there's actually a few people in bonks with over a million coal and yep. over 100 120 150,000 steel it's yep. not hard to do no and um, look steel i think is easier than ever for everyone to get like with snowflakes with um daily logins with rank being constant as, as beck said you can just play bronze rank out there's your 800 steel per fortnight um, steel, steel is no longer a hard resource, in my opinion, to obtain. Speaking of which, thank you for reminding me. I need to bang out all my stars. I haven't, I haven't done that yet because I am not a smart man. <laughs> Should the talent packages have? Do you think this would have been better in an auction house to say um, we're offering a hundred, or say it was the bag ration, the bag ration? Um, we're offering 20 packages of this, this, and this, starting off, say, at 1,000 doubloons. Do you think, like like they did with the Schlieffen, I actually thought that was a, a great idea. Get to the Tech Tree, Tier 10, you, you get exclusivity for a patch or two, um, but you've paid for it. Uh, do you think that would be would be a better approach? I, I don't really see a reason why they couldn't do both, frankly. Have it on the premium shop, but also have it in the auction house. Yeah. Um, so if someone sees it in the premium shop says, I'd, I'd like that, but I don't want to drop a hundred bucks on it. Maybe they will drop 3000 doubloons bidding for it. Yep. Because it's not, because it's a tech tree ship, it probably wouldn't attract a heap of bids, would it? No, no. But um, look, if, if people, yeah, it, it may not, and it, it may, again, some people could be, they have may not have gone down the Russian line and getting straight to the tier eight could see them, save them a potential grind. Well, that brings up another topic of jumping through the tiers, which I've never been fond of either. But I, I'm going to agree there. Uh, there was a lot of instances back in my World of Tanks days where a particularly strong vehicle would come out and everybody would buy it. Again, matchmaker would just be ruined because you'd have people with like 
15 games on their account, buying a tight 59 and then just running around and not knowing what they're doing. Uh, I'm very much not a fan of that. I think that this is a game where if you put in the effort, it's not that hard of a game to grind through, um, grind through lines. Yeah. So it's not hard to grind through lines and it teaches you along the way. Why, why wouldn't you, you do it? I, I, that never, like, I, I'm not good at the game as, as if you watch Griefer's stream, as you saw on stream and I drunk, I, I came home from school, uh, got drunk for, I was drunk pretty much a whole weekend because it was just back to back, you know, just hanging out with friends and stuff. And I ground out the Schlieffen in a weekend from the tier six. That's if I can good. do that, if I can do that drunk, it's not hard. It, it just shows that it's not hard to grind lines. So. Yeah, but, maybe, but some people are time poor, so I, I don't <laughs> mind those that jump to those tiers and they support the game via free XP or buying straight up. Um, in the auction house, we've seen now, we've seen tech tree ships, we've seen rare flags like for premium boats or other things. We've seen coal. We've seen cap ten point captains as well. What would you, do you think? Um, the auction house could be grown to be a once a month thing, or what? What items would you like to see in the auction house? Unique upgrades. Actually, that would be good. rather than going through the regrind of the research bureau. Yeah. Imagine spinning doubloons um, on unique upgrades. I, I, I admit, um, if you gave me, or not even, if it just said twenty thousand research bureau points. And then you could spend on what you wanted. That wouldn't actually be bad. I was actually going to say, I, I don't really know, but I, I very much agree with, with Bex there. Uh, I, can, I can clearly tell he's the brains of the bunch, you know, putting, <laughs> the, putting the, the research bureau modules in there, I think would be good. Another thing is, I mean, hell, you could probably put everything from the armory in there uh, in terms of the more... Yeah, like uh, the coal modules and, and all that stuff, research bureau modules and oh, the, stuff the, like that. Yeah, the research bureau because they're hard to get. Coal modules, I, I don't think coal's hard to obtain if you play the game. If you if you get your six dailies in and you do the events here and there to get coal, coal's a fairly easy resource to get. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I don't think that they, in the, you know, they, they could use it as just like a cool down kind of item or something. Yeah. You know, hey. You can get a few of these. You can get a few defensive fire modifications. Actually, do you know what would be better? And within the research bureau um, points, Bexy, coupons. Imagine for doubloons oh, yeah. if some if they put up again a here's a twenty five percent discount to a steel vessel. So if you haven't used one, you get two. But if you have used one, you get another one to use. I was thinking. Um flags and not signal flags i mean like the the flags that you fly if you if they released flags that gave buffs to things like and not buffs to the ship but buffs to things like uh xp earned or credits earned um, yep. like you, like you can get with that military service flag if they put them up for auction and especially if a ship you know when if you get where two of them gave you buffs to credit earnings or xp or free xp or whatever it may be they would sell that would sell for good money i hope i hope wargaming aren't listening <laughs> Oh, speaking of flags, it's like not even signal flags. If, if you had a flag called, um, we, we've got the Battle of Lake Golf um, where all the um, turkey shoot one. Imagine having that one, but it gave you an actual 10 plus 10% to your base DPS, but you could only put on US cruisers type thing. Uh, those things would actually be usable and you'd want to put on the ship. I think it's Leyte Golf, by the way. 
my pronunciation is on par. Thank you very much. I do not pronounce German vessels on the podcast. You know, Eisenhower's got a soft G, I'm telling you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ah. Anyhow, um, but overall, I think the auction house. I'd like to see some more things. And I think um, seeing what they've done with the armory, they could do something, go in a different direction and give more offerings in the auction house. But moving along, now we have, we've, we've recently had a new premium vessel, a T9 Giuseppe Verde, or Verdi. Have either of you gentlemen seen the boating game? I killed one. Congratulations. That's about it. I, I, I just, when I saw it came out, when I saw the announcement, it just, it looked like another tier well, nine the, the, the Italian ship that I didn't really care about or want. Uh, I'll give you a reason to want it. So I don't have I don't have this ship, but I did have it in testing for a while. And NDA's lifted, so I can talk about it now. Um, this is a fun ship. Now I, I'm a bit odd in that I really like the Roma um, because the Roma like bow tanks like a mother, uh, and uh, and yes, the shells are a bit wonky, and and this this is no different. It's it's got sort of wonky main guns as well, but it's got very good front on armor. Uh, so you can you can actually play it quite a smart and, and weather a lot of damage, but the secondaries are insanely good, and yeah. it's got and it's got a quite um, quite a long duration exhaust smoke to go with it. So if you can get yourself into the sort of position where I think now what were they were they like eleven or eleven and a half k secondary range eleven point five eleven point five sorry and so and the semi armor piercing shells you've got a smoke screen that runs for seventy seconds, you just uh, stay gun silent and plow towards your enemy. And obviously this isn't something you want to be doing early game because you're going to get radar and, you know, torpedo souped and what have you. But if you time it right, you can get some insane damage out of those uh, those sap secondaries and, and, like, comparable levels of damage to what people are getting in Schlieffen. I, I, I concur. I concur. Now, she, she does have a low hit point pool, just under 70k for a tier 9. I'll just go through some of the stats. She has 406mm guns, or for those that like um, a different measurement system, 16-inch guns. She can overmatch up to 28mm. 28 millimeters system. of armor. She for her main caliber gun, she has AP and HE range of nineteen point one kilometers. She, she, I take the spotter plane. Spotter plane is useful early on, obviously, for increasing your range. Um, but also, um, as Beck said, when you when you do your um, smoke exhaust smoke, you put a spotter plane up, and it can spot for you if anyone's close enough for cruiser or DD, or if you've got div mates um, that can spot for you. It, the secondaries in close absolutely wrecked. The gun the guns are workable. Um, I actually think this has been a decent tier nine um, battleship that came out. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's covered and it's got a good amount of these uh, ninety millimeter secondaries that just, I mean, they they shoot very quickly. I think they're on a four second reload. Four second, yeah, twelve by two ninety millimeters every four seconds. That that will wreck twenty six millimeters of armor. So you think of your DDs or if you DDs. see some T seven cruisers, they they're, they're <laughs> going to get absolutely spanked. Superstructures as well are going to yep. melt stuff like that. And then you've also got the a few six inch guns to back it up but those are 
10 second reloads with really yep. cares. Um, it does have some weaknesses. Um, the flak is Italian, so it's it's long range isn't really long. Some some are longer than others. Um, it only goes out <laughs> to four point six kilometers. Uh, the, uh, for me, the flak strength for a tier nine is pretty weak. DPS at thirteen thirty for um, the flak cloud. I think it's six um, six flak bursts from memory. Citadel repairs only ten percent from a max citadel. It only repairs fourteen percent of your damage from. Um, from normal damage and so it, it's it's a little bit weak on the survivability side the smoke duration base is 60 seconds obviously with flags you can extend that out and so forth so um i've had some really really fun games with it and especially as beck said keeping your boat alive and in position even to kite out if you've got a pommel or something at 7ks and you're coming around behind the island you pop your smoke exhaust generator you kite away you are literally melting him. You do not fire your guns. You put up your spotter plane. Like those sixty seconds, he he just half mounts, and then you fire your guns, and you're ready. You're ready out of his secondary range by the time the engagement's over. Do you yeah. know when this when this ship first hit testing, the smoke was ninety seconds. It was hilarious. <laughs> I don't. You know, Bex. I I don't know why that would be changed. I can't see any reasons. I think that you know. 90 imagine the triple div of these battleships at 90 seconds with the cooldown by the time you've gone through first second and third battleship the first one's probably already available to use again yeah you could just drive around the map in smoke for the whole game <laughs> yeah, the other thing that it, it's funny that you can walk around and smoke like that but the other thing is popping around or exactly like what you said being a, a a palmer or something and then you just run into three of these things in their secondaries and you're like all right well fuck here comes here i'm dead <laughs> yeah like you don't want to get too close because of the hydro and other things but um keeping okay. them at that eight to nine k of things if there's no radar about uh, the, the sap secondaries are fun and in in my opinion this is what the marco polo should have been when it came out like marco polo came out when dead eye and people liked Marco Polo with Deadeye because the guns would hit. Without Deadeye, it's a steaming pile of absolute crap. Now, that's my humble opinion. People may love Marco Polo. Um, but uh, after playing this this Tier 9 battleship, I wish the Marco Polo came out with the exhaust generator and the sap secondaries. Uh, Marco Polo did get an accuracy buff just recently, didn't it? Cause I, 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 I haven't I, played I, it since. Yeah, I think it got a, an accuracy buff in the last month or two, it's actually not quite as horrible as it was. I I still just laugh and farm them out. I, I don't, I, I just, I don't see a Marco really as a threat. No, we, we saw them feel, in Deadeye, they used to be even common in random, especially because that's when we had the tier nine clan battles and we saw clans running, even at the higher end, running Marco Polos as their offside battleship. But yeah, I, it's, it's super rare to see a Marco Polo in randoms now. It's, it's just as rare to see a Lepanto. And when, when you do, you, you sort of feel sorry for the players because the, the guns are wonky. Yeah, the secondaries are great, even on those boats. But um, the Italian battleships, until they get to tier 10 in the tech tree, I, I, I'd hate to regrind that line. It's it's kind of like the Kearsage, right? You saw Kearsages a whole bunch when they initially came out. And yeah, I, Personally, I don't see them all that much anymore. It's the same type of deal. But they're great to play. The Tiny Tims, and you get used to the Kisage. It is a super strong boat. They're great to farm, too. Oh, love. what What's that big shipping container they put? 19 millimeters. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Yes, uh, yes. 
the the ever, evergreen from nineteen mid nineteen forties. Exactly. They just all right. So we're gonna we're gonna take what's essentially a Sodak hull, uh, or not a Sodak hull. A um, well, actually, it might be close to a Sodak hull. And then we're gonna put a big shipping container on it that's nineteen millimeters thick. Uh, we'll put a thirty-eight millimeter flight deck. I can't see. The, oh my god, he just got twenty-five k, but sat through the nineteen. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I, I suppose I haven't eaten. It depends on the player on the key search because you, you could do that to anyone that plays in Iowa or North Carolina, um, etc. Yeah. But um, I must thank Captain Green. We, we're going to wrap it up there. So, Greeny, thank you for your time in joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you, thank you for having me. I was honored when I got the DM, and it's it's nice. I've I've enjoyed listening to your podcast when I should be doing schoolwork. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's a nice podcast. Well, thank you for listening as well. Um, thank you, Bex, as well for joining us uh, this fortnight. Uh, thanks, mate. I, I wasn't aware it was an invitation. I thought you had compromising photographs of Grayford. <laughs> Shh. Cannot confirm or I deny. Can, oh, wait a minute, Bex. Bex here. I'll shoot you. Hold on. I've got a picture. I've got something for you, Bex. Hey, hey, hey. They're only my deck picks. Uh, totally. <laughs> On that note, oh, thank shit. you thank you, thank you all for listening to the podcast. If you do want to leave us a feedback, you can contact Bex or myself on Discord. We are on the World of Warships official channel. Um, you can contact us via our email, which is on Anchor FM or any other um, media that I publish now too. Thank you all for your time, and we'll see you on the seas. Cheerio. Cheerio.